Hey, everybody, you're listening to Raw with Marty Gallagher, J.P. Bryce, and Jim Steele brought to you by Iron Company. Okay, so today we're discussing longevity and function. Usually, by the age of 50, most of us are starting to seriously consider longevity. After a lifetime of working hard in and out of the gym, our fitness goals begin to shift from wanting to be the the strongest, most muscular human in the gym that just wanted to be able to function with as little aches and pains as possible. In other words, we just want to be the best uh, current version of ourselves. So how do we do it? What's the best approach? We've got Mr. Marty Gallagher here. We've got Mr. Jim Steele. Um, Marty, let's set the table a little bit for the discussion here. Um, because we talk about this one time, um, once in a while, uh, on some of the other podcasts about longevity, you know, you've, uh, you've been around a while, you've been doing this a long time, weightlifting and, and powerlifting, uh, you're in very, you're a good example of what proper resistance training and diet and taking care of yourself will do for you. Well, let's not get let's not get too carried away. <laughs> well, well, let's what, yeah. Especially yeah, on the diet, especially on the diet part. I mean, we well, you know, you're you, you know you uh, we, we do we do we do what we can. <laughs> yeah, but you know, Marty, it's pretty amazing that you've gone you know fifty years of training more, sixty years of training, and never had a serious yeah. injury except a broken leg, which isn't really an injury in it from training. You know what I mean? Yeah, that was, yeah, about, that, was, that, was know, an that was an that was an accident. Yeah, I'm talking about blowing a disc and all. Yeah. That, you know. Well, so what? Yeah. So what I'd like to know is, how have you done that? <laughs> you know, how have you well, done? Well, and Marty was an 800 plus pound squatter. What yeah. was your What was your best deadlift? Uh, seven con, competition seven thirty three. I did a seven forty four. Okay. I think my I think my best was seven hundred triple at two thirty nine with no no belt. I like that the best. Yeah, that's good. Okay, and <clears throat> you were a four hundred plus pound bencher, I think, right? Oh yeah. Okay, so. And and you're about what? You're about seventy, right? So yeah, yeah. So I I was IPF World Masters champion. Yeah, I took okay. second. I took second place at the IPF World Masters. I took third place at the IPF World Masters. I was six-time national uh, USPF Masters champion in three different weight divisions: ninety-eight, two twenty, two forty-two. I won them all in five years, like a shapeshifter, right? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Like back and but, forth, up and down, in and out. Now, right. now, now, it's twenty years down the road. I'm, I'll be seventy-one in April. Right. Uh, I tell you, if I could compete, I would. I would compete right now. But right well, now, it's just weird. Ago. You, you yeah, did. yeah, yeah, yeah. At, uh, at age uh, sixty, well, how old was I? Sixty-five. I raw squatted four fifty, benched where I bench two ninety, deadlifted five fifty, yeah, weighing Yeah, raw. Yeah, two hundred five. I weighed two hundred five. Good man. The point being, though, the reason I bring this up and the reason you're, you know, no, uh, and all, 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 also, all, excuse me, also no, no supplement, no testosterone, no steroids, not nothing. Okay, nothing. I take nothing. All right. So no medications. No. No, you're you don't have any back pain. 
Nope. You're not in a wheelchair. You're not on crutches, right? Well, far from it. I sprint twice a week, you know. You can, didn't you say the other day you did the splits? You're doing the splits? No, 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 not, not, not purposely. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey Stacy told me that you're, you're so healthy because you're, was it your aunt or somebody made you take cod liver oil every day? Oh God, that's her theory. Yeah, yeah. She, she, I had a, we had a Nazi housekeeper who <laughs> raised us when we were kids and uh, part of her, she hated children, but she was forced to raise them for money. So oh, we fell under her Reich and uh, part, part of her regimen was you, you, you had to make your bed so that a quarter could bounce off it in the morning. Yeah. And then you took cod liver oil. And that's how you got your day started. Yeah. And if you didn't, you got whipped with a ruler. Uh, the good so, old days. Yeah, the good old days, right. <laughs> and she, she, she had been a World War One and World War II nurse. In combat, a combat nurse. And she basically didn't like men. And my brother and I, is, anyway, we don't need to get off on that. I yeah. think the reason that that I, I uh, didn't have any, haven't had any injuries is uh, twofold. Number one, I, I got taught right initially. I was lucked into learning really correct lifting techniques early on. Right. And I think it strengthened me. I think if you learn bad lifting techniques early on, it hurts you. Yeah, you were lucky. Yeah, yeah, I was damn lucky. I, I kind of grew up in the strength equivalent of the Gracie family. You know, it was like everybody in my neighborhood was into Olympic weightlifting for some weird reason. So, and I got I got hooked up with Hugh Cassidy and Glenn Middleton and a whole bunch of powerhouse guys very early on. By the time I was fourteen, I was um, I was training right. You know, I was doing it right, and I think that that. Uh, I talked to Stu McGill about this. Stu's the the spine expert, and he said, "Oh, your guide wires." He said, "You said you must donate your body to science when you die." He said, "We'll have fun cutting it apart and see why you the way you are." And so thanks, Stu. <laughs> and he said your back was pretty much bulletproof after yeah. all these years of training the way you have, right? Yes, 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 yes. Now the. You know, honestly, I'd be honest, I've probably drunk enough Guinness to create a lake and enough, you know, Irish whiskey to create a small river in my life, although I'm very good as of late. But I mean, it's not been, I live a, <clears throat> I live a real life. I don't live the life of a, you know, a, a, you know, a chicken breast, broccoli and steamed rice guy. Or you enjoy your food? Yes, I do very much so. Uh, but yeah, I still have to contend with body weight and body fat, and so there's strategies that you use um, if you're limited to a certain number of calories each day. I choose to spend my calories indulging in foods I prefer, as opposed to foods that other people tell me I should eat. Yeah. So protein and fat are big in my world. <clears throat> Can't say I'm, I'm, I'm very good at preparing vegetables. I just don't eat a lot of them. Yeah. Got to be honest about that. I'm more of a caveman kind of guy. Uh, but hard training, hard eating, I still push it to the floorboard every time I train. Um, Thanks once in a while. And 
eat some of the stuff you you more prefer over you know nutrient dense stuff once in a while but no 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 picture, well, i eat, I eat totally, pretty good i eat totally nutrient dense i, I need to eat yeah. lighter you know like too much nutrient dense probably <clears throat> but right. still it's a it's a livable it's a livable lifestyle and it's a very function the the cardio is critical you can't you can't be like a a lifter who ignores nutrition and ignores cardio, then you become a big fat guy, right? And you can't be a guy who's just as cardio and is a vegetarian because then you're weak and anemic. You know, you have to have the integrated balance. Yeah, we'll talk about that approach. We talked we talked about that last night, Marty. You gotta have the cardio, you gotta have the three-pronged yes. approach. You gotta do the training, <laughs> cardio and the nutrition. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, you were saying you know, bodybuilders have the right mindset when it comes to that. You know, their template is their template is correct. Template is correct, and then we take it um, and we, and ch we it change we change the contents. Right, right. We keep the big three check squares: cardio, lifting, nutrition. But we change what is done within each of those three. Right. A bodybuilder is going to do uh, resistance training. Going to be what, Jimmy? Moderate, moderate intensity, high volume, short rests, slow negatives, that kind of stuff. A lot of a lot of training, six days a week, long sessions. Right? They're going to do cardio, like I don't know, you know, something really boring, like recumbent bike, or you, you know what I mean, something <laughs> I <like> long. <laughs> so I, I slipped that in there. <laughs> Jim rides recumbent bike, what, 45 minutes every morning, right? Uh, 30. 30 is the minimum. You have to do it at least 30. But yesterday, right. I, I didn't feel like riding the bike because it is it does get bored. So I did, uh, you know, shadow boxing for 30 minutes. Yeah, and, great. Great. Yeah, I think, great. I think there's something to pushing the heart, like not just in the lifting part, but pushing the heart in your cardio Hell and then man. having a day where you're doing 30 minutes and you're just sweating and then pushing it the next time and then backing off, you know. Well, in, in, in the cardiovascular world, we always break it out. It's into either are, are we doing steady state or right. are we doing burst? Right. Pick one or the other. Don't be, be hot or be cold. Don't be lukewarm. Yeah. Don't get stuck in the fuzzy middle where oh, I'm kind of kind of running, but I'm really jotting out. One or the other, either steady state or burst. Right. Right. And, and if you mix it up, it keeps it fresh. And that's the key. One of the huge keys as you get older, uh, you know, and, and I was talking about this today with one of the, or last night, one of the baseball kids, I said, you know, there's a time when it could be years or it could be, you know, if you, if you've just been training for a little while where motivation leaves, not all the way, but it does leave some and discipline just has to take over, you know, and, and I think you can't lift for 20, 30, 40 years, whatever, without having those moments where, you know, I don't feel like freaking doing this today, but, you know, it's like the Navy SEAL Jocko says, your mind's being weak today. It doesn't get a vote. Just grab the bar and start moving. You know, just grab the bar. Uh, That's right. I, I, I kind of differ from that. Um, at, at this stage in my life, I've earned the right to be improvisational. Yeah, but you have the discipline already. Well, I understand that, but I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm just putting a finer point on it. I'm saying okay. if, I, if I want to kick it down the road a couple of days until yeah. I feel fresh, I'm going to do it. And you're at the point where that is no big deal because that's not a 
a thing where you're slacking off. That's a thing. No, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, not going to do it. Right. Right. And that's the key because everybody will say, Oh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And then it comes one day, two day, three day. Uh, you know, it's, I don't really feel like going to the gym, you know, that well, that's, that's different. Then they don't really want to do it. Yeah. Well, no, they don't, I want, they don't. I want to, I want to do it, but I want to do it when I'm fresh. That's the key to strength training. Yeah. It's different than hypertrophy. Hypertrophy is pump the muscle, pump the muscle, pump the muscle, pump the muscle, expand the muscle, expand the muscle, expand the muscle. Strength training is different. Strength training is 102% effort when you're 100% rested. Right. So you have to be totally ready. That's right. That's it, baby. And but Jim, go on. But, but yeah, sorry. Uh, so Jim, I think you're you're exactly right. And you and I are a little bit younger than Marty. We're not quite at his you know, uh, part of life to where we kind of kick it down the road. You and I are still at the part where, you know, we, if we don't feel like it, just like you say, you got to have, you got to have the discipline to go in and do it. Just go in and grab the bar. Once you do that, you know what? It's, it's muscle memory, man. You're going to get in there and you're going to forget all about not feeling like doing it. You're just going to get in there and you're going to have a great workout. You know, that's, that's, that's what I do. That's what I, you I, do. I, I think that's okay. If, if you're not really tackling serious weight, but if you've got like, I'm looking to bust a PR today. Yeah. You, you yeah, can't, I agree with you, you can't do that. You can't, yep. you can't say, well, today's Wednesday. And yep. therefore I shall do chest. Yeah, no, and I am, and I am supposed to handle a personal record today. And I feel like hell, but I am going to do it anyway. Right. No, it's two different animals. It's, it's That's different right. Animals. Now, the mass population, most of the population doesn't have that scenario. So, but you are exactly right. There you go. So, so you know, the, the discipline is important, but, you know, when you're, when you've been training as long as Marty has, or as long as we have, you could say that and, and be fine with it. You know what I mean? Like, like when I was a lot younger, if I said, well, you know what, or I'll just take a light day or I'll just take, you know, you know, I don't feel good this morning. I'm going to wait till this afternoon. I'll get a couple meals in uh, or even the next day that that takes, like Marty said, you almost earn that and you don't feel guilty. You're being smart. You know what I mean? Yeah. Also, I think with the lifters, the main danger is the avoidance of any cardiovascular exercise. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> most, most serious lifters avoid cardio like the plague. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's something important. You're talking about power lifters. Oh, and just just guys who are primarily consider themselves lifters. They don't have to be competitive power lifters. They can be guys you see at the YMCA, populating at every at every YMCA and every Gold's Gym in the country. What well, used to be at five o'clock in the afternoon, from five to eight o'clock, <clears throat> that they would be there, and and those are the guys that they they lift they spend 90 their portion 90 percent of their training time toward lifting and the other 10 percent toward eating mm -hmm. right and that's it and, yep when you're when you got let's say you got a guy marty he's he's 35 40 and he's he was he's just sort of as big as he needs to be and you and you say to him hey you need to add some cardio in there because he's not doing any of that stuff and he's just you know killing himself slowly what would you be your recommendation starting out to somebody who's not been doing the cardio? I'd walk outside, man. Just walk outside. Yeah. I'd get some nature. I'd get some some openness. Some, yeah. you know, why do you have to be in a on a treadmill? You know, I mean, can't you? I mean, particularly if you have, live any place that has any kind of a a park. Almost every area has some sort of a formal park within 
three to five miles of where you live. Yeah. And it, I tell you, if you go to any park at seven o'clock in the morning, it's deserted. It's all yours. Yeah. Okay. And you walk and you walk and you walk and you put on the music. And if you're smart, you'll put a heart rate monitor on just to kind of get a sense of where you're at. And you'll go, hey, you know what? Today, I would like to average 120 beats per minute. 70% of my age-related heart rate max for 30 minutes. And then just go do it and look at the beautiful scenery and, and pump your arms and move your, and start with that. Start yeah. with power walking, right? Locomotion, learn how to swing your arms. Most people, when they walk, it, it's carry arms. They just walk around and their arms don't do anything. It's like, no, man, you got to learn how to, how to pump those arms and, and, and jack up that heart rate. And, and for most heavy people, if they had a heart rate monitor on, they'd discover that they can hit 80% of their age-related heart rate max just by walking really fast. Why yeah, do you got to jog, man? No, you don't need that. If you haven't forced your body to adapt to that kind of stimulus, it doesn't take long. It doesn't take long at all to get there. Particularly if you're heavy. Yeah. If you're a heavy, if you're a heavy person, you're like a you know, a 40,000 pound trucker driving down the highway, it takes a lot of gas to pull that load. It takes a lot of diesel fuel. It's, uh, you know, different than, uh, you know, a, a, a 2,500 pound sports car. So again, this is the, you know, we need, we need the lifting, we need the cardio, we need the attention to the nutrition and you need to pay attention to your body weight. You should have a goal. Where are we at? I mean, we're not training to stay the same. Right. Can you guys talk a little bit about intensity as we get older and we're just wanting to uh, retain longevity and, and function? How important is intensity? Now, when we're all young, we're lifting, you know, we're going for PRs all the time. It's intensity all the time. Does that work? Is that needed to retain longevity and just be be able to function when we get older in our 50s, 60s, 70s, and beyond. Um, you know, so what's your recommendations on uh, intensity? Jimmy, that's a slow outside yeah. pitch for you. Yeah, I mean, I think you should always try to go as intense as possible. There are days when I say, okay, today I'm not going to failure or whatever. And I always end up doing it anyway. But, uh, you know, the only thing I've, I, what I've done as I've, gotten older is well, I don't have training partners anymore so the force rep thing the negative you know all that stuff the severe techniques are just more infrequent so if I say you know today I'm just I'm going to do five sets of eight or whatever um, my last set would be to failure whereas maybe way in the past everything would be to failure and then the last set would be a couple drops and some forced and negatives or something like that where now that's once every six to eight weeks that I would do something like that but I'll still, you know, okay. set without the, what do I call it? Extenders or intensity, intensifiers. Yeah. Intensity enhancers. Intensifiers. Yeah. 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 Okay. So you're, st yeah. you're still doing that, but just less, less frequently. You said, because, so, yeah, because I see a lot of older people in the gym just going through the motions. There's, I never see them go to failure. Yeah. And I'm thinking, I think they're, they're, they're satisfying their mind. And they are getting in and, and getting some movement and committing to just getting in and doing something. But Man, there's, this I always, one, yeah, there's this one dude at my gym, I swear. <laughs> He's got to be 75. He's 280 pounds. He's really heavy. Of course, he always has to sit right next to me on the bike you know i'm just like all right man but uh 
he hasn't changed at all in three or four years. And I get, like you said, JP, I give him credit for being there. Yeah. But wh- why are you doing this? Yeah. Like, you know, what's the, you know, you could do a lot more stuff than this and not waste your time doing this. Man. If you're going to commit to it, get in and do it right. I hate when you don't you see know, me. get the most out of it. Me- meanwhile, me- meanwhile, you're sitting on the bike next to him going from 199 to 240. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> right. I, yeah, it's it's so funny because I see him in, walk in six in in uh, <laughs> ten in ten weeks. Two forty to one ninety. Yeah, in ten in ten weeks. Yeah, and he doesn't notice. Well, I see him walking up the steps. And I'm like, oh man, wherever I am, he's gonna try. And then you know, he just sort of grunts. Well, stuff. plus you get to breathe all his exhalations. Yeah, yeah. See, everything's like six. Okay. Let me ask you guys this. Let me ask you guys this. Okay. And Jim, I think we've talked about this. All right. You guys have, as longtime coaches, when you see somebody in there, don't, you know, doing all these, these weird things in the gym, don't you have this urge to go up to them no, and go, no, Hey brother, no, let me help no, you out. But you no, know better. No, and no, you would, no, 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 no. Oh, this poor girl the other day was deadlifting. And I was at the squat rack. She's deadlifting next to me. She's she, college age, probably played for some lousy strength coach somewhere. And she tried, she did like 225, 250 on a deadlift for like doubles and triples. Ugly. I oh, mean, yeah. her shins, her oh, shins yeah. had to be five inches away from the bar. Upright right? rows. And then she she goes to do 275. She looks like a scared cat, you know. Yeah. And her, oh, and yeah, her we've seen that. Okay. And I just, right. I couldn't do it. I, I've been burned before because they always say, they always give you the look like, who, who the hell are you to tell me what to do? All right. And, what, and, all right. Yes. Well, let me that. rephrase. Let me rephrase the question. What if you see somebody like that and you know damn well they're going to hurt themselves? Then do you yeah, step well, in? You know what? Life's a bitch. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not John the Baptist, Good Samaritan. I'm there for <laughs> I'm there for me. I don't. I, no, I am not there as some sort yeah. of a a nine one one guy. So, oh, sir, you're doing that wrong. Let me help you. Here's 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 my credentials. Here's who I am. Look look here look here I am. I know what of I'm talking course. about. Of course. Oh, let me help you. No. No, you guys are right. Some people get pissed, and somebody you know. I I wouldn't no, do it. Either. I wouldn't know. It wouldn't occur to me to begin with. Think about this. If you did that, JP, you wouldn't get your workout in because everybody's doing things wrong. Yeah, you know, yeah. The guys that are bouncing the benches, the guys who got their feet up on the bench and their ass in the air, you know. And then they would come up to you every uh, single uh, time uh, you're uh, there uh, and uh, go, uh, "Hey, no, Jim, no. how do I do this one?" All yeah. right, now look, I'm jerking the steering wheel a little bit. All right, here, back okay, to okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Just a little bit. Now, look. Uh, also, I think that if you're on this whole thing of now, let's get back to it. longevity is no good on its own. We need function, right? And we also need uh, mindfulness. We, you know, we need to be cognizant. We have need to have our mental facilities. So it's a three-pronged thing. You want, yes, we want the longevity. We want the quality of life, which the two components of quality of life are physical function and mental alertness. Yes. So that's physical the whole function. We, we didn't really talk about physical function. I mean, well, that's, we're, that's what we're drilling down on. Yeah, but basically what we are talking about is just being able to carry on with, with you know, day-to-day things. Like, 
Tying you your can shoes, do, you can, join yo, the you can do, Oh, come on, come on, come on. We can go from where now. Oh, man. Yeah, come on, man. No, no. It's it's the ability to play basketball, to play tennis, to to uh, yes. to, to deadlift double to deadlift double your body weight. To you know, I mean, of no, course. we got. It, well, it depends it, on what age you're talking about. No, well, uh, we're talking my age, brother. Young and frisky. Okay. That's it. <laughs> right. Seventy-one years old here. Okay. I mean, when 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 do I start aging, JP? Yeah. And you should be well, able to defend yourself, Marty. You but there's a lot of people that aren't in the in the shape that you're in at well, your no, age. No, that's and... not my point. That's that is not my point. My point is, let's get back to the. You raised a great point. May I address it when you talked about intensity? Address. Yes, please. It was a lovely question. Seriously. Uh, your duty as you age is to bump up in every workout. Your duty is to bump up against some form of your current limit, some way, shape or form. You have to take it. it Submaximal training does at best, all it can do is maintain what you've already attained. There is no way you improve with submaximal training. It doesn't happen. So, the only way that you improve is you have to continually bump up against your current limits and capacities on that day. On that day, that's critically important. You're gonna, your strength level on Thursday is going to be different than it was on Monday because of life, because of circumstance, because whatever. But your duty is, is regardless of whatever you're doing in resistance training, and for me in cardio, you push on the top set. And as Jim said, I rep it out. I work up to one top set in each exercise and I move on, right? That's, that's our strategy, that's our style, that's our minimalism, and it works. Each week I try to nudge that up if I can, but each workout is freestanding. Regardless of the poundage I take, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do as many reps as I can and get to that point where I know I, I don't have another one. If I do that, if I do that, I've done my duty, you're done, you've given 102% of your capacity on that day, be that capacity enhanced or diminished, doesn't matter, you've given 100%, you've given all you had on that day, move on, move on to the next exercise, do that in all your exercises, you've had a great workout. So you, let's say you go in and you got to do 315 for eight in the squat. And around six, you know that those next two reps, you'd have to. I, I, I don't have it. I don't know. I, don't, I can't. I, no, let's make it simpler. I don't have seven. Right. So you're smart and you go, I, okay, I'm going to put it back. Well, well yeah. I, I, seven I, next week. No, I don't have to eat that, but I've done my duty because I've given 100. I might have given right. more of myself on that day. I might have given 106% to get uh, six reps on that day, then I maybe only gave 101% when I got eight because I was having a great day, right? Which goes back to your point and how it's how you feel that day. But I do like what you talked about a couple of weeks ago. Uh, you noticed that everything that Kirk was doing when you guys were training up at Donald Blake Berry's was oh. he never struggled. You oh. know, he had a plan and he oh. had to be 555 for five. Oh. And could he have done eight? Yeah. Yes. I, 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 it's crazy. And I, and Obviously, we trained with him for three years, and no one noticed until he left. <laughs> that, that he never missed. Right. He made it look hard. Yeah. Right, including me. 
And yeah. I, I'm the guy afterwards. I said, what's missing? Yeah. I but said, I think that's a good point. I said, his explosiveness. Kirk could pull 650 faster than we could pull 135 on our first warm up. Yeah. How does that happen? How is that possible? Muscle fibers. But the the Marty, the tactic you're explaining right now uh, is basically uh, tied in with longevity as well, too. Because it, just like Jim was saying, you know, if you're squatting 315, you're going for eight, but on six, you just know you have to have the sense to put it back so you don't mm. risk injury. Yeah. So well, you, you have you, to you have to listen you're, to your you're, body. You're, you're only going to eat so many reps before right, you'll right. you'll be Nerd, taking up turf. No, you'll be taking up badminton. Yeah, you learn fast. So longevity has a whole lot of different things that you have to be mindful of when you're lifting. Uh, you know, just like we said, be mindful of what you're capable of. Make light weights heavy. Yeah, you, that, and we do that through using pristine. That's a great pr one. Pristine technique. That is one of the best longevity uh, tactics that you can do because and, it, and it's a and it's a poundage modulator, right? It, and it's all about form. It's all yes. about form and, and full and, and full range of motion, regardless of the movement. Full range right. of motion. We're strong over every inch of the of the movement, right? So I love that one. And, you know, the, the biggest key to longevity is staying injury free. I think a lot of people get psyched out in that they're like, you know, say an average guy your age, well, I can't get any stronger than I am now. I don't want to risk hurting myself and all that. Yeah, There's yeah, so many but, ways but, to do but, this in a safe you way. Know, you, you know how I, how I counter that? Yeah. I said, are you kidding me? You're a weak B-I-T-C-H right now. You... <laughs> Don't tell me, don't tell me you can't get stronger. Right. I'm, I'll make you stronger next week. Let's go. Yeah. And it's strength for, okay, at 71, I want to squat oh. this. Or 71. Uh, I, don't about what, I don't care what they think. No, I'm saying but, you, you set your goals. Oh, yeah. But, but, yeah. but, but for them, I look at them like a, a you know, a, a, a diamond expert a prize in a jewel and I'm, I'm able to look at them and i go okay you know here's what this person is capable of and this is what we're going to do and regard in fact it's easier to make strength and cardio gains with an elderly untrained person they make gains incredibly quickly they can eat lift. and we don't hurt them we don't hurt them because what do we start them with i would start them with five minutes of walking on a flat surface, you know, and, and the, the lightest possible, we'd, I put them on a cross court where their body weight is actually less when they do the progressive resistance exercises, right? Let's lighten their body weight when they do their squats and they do their benches. And, and that, so that way they have this ultra light. It's a wonderful thing to see someone who has not been able to squat down in 30 years yeah. Within four sessions using the cross court, be able to go all the way down and come all the way up for reps and go, I can't believe it. You know, right. that's that's how you we regain function on the oldsters. My wife Stacy has a a great business where she works with with older people on exactly this. And it's function. And what how do they retain function? They strength train. And they do some cardio. Right. And I'll tell you, 
that <clears throat> I think Jim, along with some MCTs, yeah, really helps function mental function. I think yeah. that the exercise being consistent and also again pushing the limit on the exercise some way every time you exercise just taking it as far as you can no i'm not talking about injuring we're not about that but that idea of whatever your limit is that day let's bump up against it what the hell right yep, 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 yep. come on let's go maybe you're having a good day great well oh here we go wow having a good day other days you don't have such a good day if it's a really bad day kick it down the road it's okay right if you're an older person because you want to be fresh Cardio is just, come on, man, get out in your neighborhood, walk around a little bit, start with that. Yeah, that's the easiest one. Yeah, let me, let me beautiful. Ask, let me ask you guys a question, if I may. If an older person is seeking uh, to regain their, their you know, functionality, must it be with a coach? I mean, would you recommend not doing it without a coach? Now, you wouldn't, right? Because you want that person to come in they're going to have to start maybe doing squats and different exercises where they need to learn proper form, especially if they've they never done right this before. They, they need to, yeah, that's the key. Finding the right coach that's not teaching you all this weird stuff like, you know, squatting on a, a resistance ball right, and stuff like that. What will happen, right, Marty, is the, the person will have them be so safe. They won't squat them. They won't press them. They won't do all that. The stuff that is the definition of function, of life functionality. Right. Yeah. Right. Machine or oh, the machines. They love machines. Machines, machines for older people because it keeps them safe. Right. And you see the older people shift around and here they do eight submaximal reps on the leg extension. And then they get, maybe they sit on the machine in between sets. That's another thing I saw before <laughs> they <laughs> stopped going to the Y where they rather than get up in between a set of leg extensions you sit and in between sets you text oh my god or, or, t- or take selfies that. right no no you text no don't no don't be don't be ridiculous no you text oh, no they do that Mark. you're doing business you're doing business right but and if someone comes up and said uh would you mind if i slip a set in they look offended as if oh my god what is i'm on this you? I'm yeah. on this. Oh, that's right. Well, you, <laughs> you know, who, who are we to talk to you? Tell us about what was it? The towels? The towels. Hey, yeah, my old days, you'd walk up and say, hey, you mind if I work in? But the person was just standing there, right? You know what I mean? Wasn't sitting down. But you'd say, mind if I, everybody would work in with everybody. Yeah. It's not this. I, then it became at some point, this is my machine until I'm done with it. No, nah, man, I'm going to work in with you. You know? Yeah, yeah. You're you're exactly right. When did that transition happen, and why? I don't know. Uh, when when lawsuits started occurring, when guys got slapped. But you're right, Jim. We all in the gym. We we were like family. We looked out for each other. We spotted each other. You know, you could go up to anybody and say, "Hey, man, you want to give me a spot on the bench?" Yeah, no problem. You know, not so much anymore. I don't know. It's all become too corporate. I think. Yeah, mom and pop. Jim. Well, back to longevity. Yeah, yeah. I got a question about Far longevity. Far away. All right. What are some of the best exercises? Because we're talking about machines, and I know you're not a fan of machines. So what are what would be the best free weight exercises for someone to help them retain uh, their functionality and improve their longevity? 
Well, I mean, I think there's there's two. I think there's two that are essential, and you can mm-hmm. one of these can 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 be combined with another. So the squat slash deadlift yep. and the overhead press. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you can do both, all three of those, or just pick two of this between the squat and the deadlift, if you just have somebody who can really only do that, um, you're going to be okay with everything you need to do as far as something. I drop something, I pick it up. Mm-hmm. But you know what I mean? That yes. kind of stuff, reaching over yes. your head. I told you that story. I trained a 68-year-old rabbi, little yeah. Rena, 4'11", 95 pounds, deadlift to 165. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. And she'd been training with me for about four to six weeks. And she said, oh, coach, I couldn't wait to tell you. I, I can hold the Torah over my head. <laughs> that's awesome. And I was yeah. like, that's life, Rena. It. it just improved yeah. your life. That's right. It just improved your life. Give me a photo. <laughs> that's cool. But yeah, yeah that, that, those lifts mimic what you're doing in life. You're reaching you for things. You're getting down. out of chairs. Yeah. Squatting yeah. down is everything. Yeah. If, yes. if, you're, if yes. you're able to squat all the way down and maybe hang around down, all the way around down there, most older people, that is like the hardest thing in the world for them to do. A lot of guys, they have so much residual tension when they try to squat down, they get down to a certain depth and their thighs and their butt just locks up and they just can't get below that point, right? And yeah. take some work. And I think that either the cross core squat or for, you know, the TRX squat, something that you lean back on yeah, and you can reduce your body weight, actually make your payload lighter than if you squatted with nothing, you know, right. just if you don't have that. You can do it on a power rack or a pole or whatever. something, something yeah. you pu- you pull yourself up with, but maintaining that vertical shin upright torso as much as possible, wider stance. We want our squats to be about legs. That's why we're doing them. We want ass on heels, full lockout, one breath per rep, not, you know, you don't get five breaths for every rep, one breath per rep, and, and you start with that. And if it, you need assisted squats, that's okay. Over time, you need less and less assistance, and then you're doing no weight squat, and then you're in a position, oh, let's start with some goblet squat. And that's how you progress people who are feeble. You take them from assisted squats where they're actually making their body weight lighter into no weight squat and then into weighted squats, usually jumping in with the kettlebell. I like the kettlebell squat, Jim, as the entry level squat drop. Yeah, I love it. Because it maintains that good position with the vertical shins, the upright, you know, vertical uh, spine. We like the spinal column. Part of the reason that we don't get back injuries is we don't lean forward when we squat. If you lean forward, when you squat, you turn your spine into sort of a, I don't know, a fishing pole, right? Or a crane. Crane. Or a, yeah, a crane, right? And it's like, ah, no, nah, we, we like to, and the reason like a guy like Kirk Kirk's never had a, a spine injury. I mean, there's a guy who squatted a thousand for a double and routinely squatted over 900 and he's never had a spine issue, but that's because he's, his damn back is so strong. Yeah. And also, Despite how much he squats, he he was always pretty uh, realistic in in terms of what his capacities were. Yeah, yeah. No, he was. He was. He Kirk was not crazy in training. I knew guys who would jump forty pounds a week in training, and to me, that was crazy. Right. I don't care what the lift. But anyway, getting back to longevity. Yeah, and I was going to start. Yeah, go ahead, Jimmy. Now, if you have somebody who 
when you're at the point where you're now you're ready to load their spine yes. and they can't load their spine, for instance, you know, their shoulders can't reach back there or, you know, they have a back injury and you're working with them to try to get them back to back to health. I love the step up, you know, uh, just make sure that foot, that thigh is parallel, slightly below parallel when it's on something. Too many people do step ups are too low. You don't I mean you, you obviously have to progress if you got somebody who's feeble, but uh, I like to step up. And if their knees, yeah, I like that it, too. If their knees can take it, like a lunge or even an in-place lunge, it's just it's, well, that would be a little bit down the road, I think. Yeah. But the step up and the, the side step up, step up the side mm -hmm. step up, yeah, yeah, good, good, all that stuff, and they can hold weight or put a vest on. I love a vest. You got somebody just starting off, man. You yeah, or or put it or put a small kettlebell under your chin, or, yeah, or a yeah, dumbbell. Turn a dumbbell sideways. Yeah. That's even better for me. I, I prefer the dumbbell over kettlebell. It's uh. So there are there are some options, but uh, yeah, I, I you know the legs are the key, man. Yep, got to get the got to get the legs strong. Leg strength. I also like your idea of an overhead press. Yeah, instability. It's more in, it's more unstable pushing a weight overhead. I mean, if you have a flat bench, great. Let's do some flat benching. But if you don't, really, the overhead press is also going to give you more function. Yeah, I just think the overhead press is a great exercise. Oh, man. I love it. I, you know. The abs, the low back, you're squeezing your glutes, you're pushing, yep. you know, everything yep. is isometrically contracting. Yep. And then you got your prime movers just working so hard. And it's and, uh and, and don't forget to throw in some excruciating uh wide grip press behind the necks. Whew, man, those things set you on fire if you can do them, if yeah. you're capable of doing them. Yeah, or dumbbell press. Dumbbell press, love the dumbbell. Try love to, you know, the dumbbell press. Keep, that, keep those arms close to the head. Try to use a neutral grip if you have to. You know the yep. problem. You know people start to stray and it falls to the side. Yeah, can't do that. Yeah. yeah. So I yeah, you, I tell you what's a great progression, Marty. And you're an old Olympic lifting guy. Is if you can get somebody with a PVC pipe to do an overhead squat. Oh well, yeah. Now you're talking. Right. Or, or a kid, an old person, or a kid. Yeah, that's great. All these guys I'm training, and I'm training a 15 year old softball girl too. Uh, she, that's her warm up, man. She's doing overhead squats, and everybody that. says, JP, I don't know if you've had an experience with them. Everybody says, "Wow, my whole body is warm now." Right, my whole body—it's—it's a tough. It, well, it has to be because yeah. your your shoulder girdle has to be warm in order to maintain the, and there's a definite rotation that goes on. Yeah. Nobody's nobody's bolt upright like. Uh, Yashibinu Mayaki in 1964. Now, everybody has a little bit of forward lean, which puts real, I mean, that really puts a backward pull in those delts. Yeah. yeah. So it's great. I love that. I think that's great. Uh, I should actually, I should start doing that. I don't yeah, have a PCB pipe long enough. I need like a broom handle. So, uh, J uh, JP, how old are you? You're pushing 50, right? Yeah, I'm 49. Yep. 50, 50 to me was when the real changes start. Uh, I, I was able to hold my strength pretty well in my 50s. Age 60, yeah, started to, to go down, but uh, I, you have to, um, you're going to lose muscle mass as you age. So this, my strategy is to reduce body weight. Yeah. Right. I, I want to be smaller as I get older because I know I'm not going to pack as much mass so i want to have less one year. fat you got one year jp well i was just going to say you know that's something that i i really need to think about and consider you know because i'm 49 i'm i don't know probably right around 290 <laughs> um 
How tall you know, are you? You're what? Six foot? Six, six foot. Yeah. Yeah. Six foot two nine. That's so I got a, big, a lot of, that's a big I, I, got, I got a lot of muscle on me, but you know, it's like, how long do you want to carry all this weight around? I know it's not good for you as, as you age and it becomes, it becomes tougher and tougher to carry are, around. Are you, you but you're not, tough. you're not stuffing yourself. You're just like eating normal, right? No, man. I, you know, I have uh, some form of protein every three hours. I'm uh, like that. Yeah. Oh, so you are stuffing yourself. No, not stuffing myself. I'm eating calculated meals throughout uh, the day. How many, cal- how many calories roughly do you think you take in every three hours? Just ballpark. Every three hours? Yeah. Uh, or do you know your daily? Or your you daily, know what? Yeah. I never, I never count. I never count it. I never, I, I'll put it this way. I eat, I eat probably about 40 or 50 grams of protein every three hours. And that's usually... Every other meal is a shake, so that's in shake form with some water, and that's so it. You're for trying to meal. get bigger. <laughs> so well, you're taking you're taking in what are you taking in like 400 grams of protein a day? No, probably about 300. 300. But you know what? It's and a lot of guys can identify with this. You guys can. You know, we've been doing this so long and trying to build muscle and strength our whole lives. It's a it's a psychological uh, roadblock to go. You know what? I, now I got now I got to lose half of that or a quarter of it or whatever. Uh, again, JP, I don't know what kind of cardiovascular shape you're in. If you're in good cardio shape, I wouldn't worry about it too too much. Because again, turning fifty is not like turning seventy. I mean, you got some time, brother. And again, it I wouldn't worry about it. Is but I just make sure that your cardio capacity, your endurance. Your ability to sweat is good. As long as that's yeah. good, you're good. Yeah, you know, and I get my blood checked all the time. Numbers are great. Cholesterol is low. Blood pressure is great. So I'm internally, good. I'm good. You know. Yeah, so. but, but can but can you can you uh, can you jog? Can you run? Can you sprint? Can you move? You know, that kind of stuff is important too. I understand blood blood work right, is great, right, right. but being able to move, baby. Not, I don't, I, and, and doing preacher curls is not moving. You, you know, I'll admit, I'll admit, I don't do enough cardio. That's that's one of my uh, sticking points. So I don't do a ton of that. But that's um, what you should play to play to your weaknesses. You know, that's that's what I need to do. You're exactly. But you need right. to you need to find a cardio form that you enjoy. Yeah. You know what it, I was doing for a while. It's hateful. It's hateful. You know, you know what? You know, I really need to get outdoors more like you do all the time. I think that would be the key for me. It's just finding the time and I got to make myself find the time. But for a while there, I was doing the um, the uh, fan bike yeah, and I all, loved that right. thing. Yeah. And then I had and then I had some uh, knee issues and I quit doing that. And then yeah. I haven't done that in a while. But yeah, what's, your, what's your neighborhood like? Is you got a nice neighborhood? Yeah. Well, then yeah. put on a heart rate monitor. Get up. Get out. You get up early. Get up at dawn. Walk. Uh, walk for thirty minutes as fast as you can. Let's see what kind of heart rate you generate. Just look at it after you're done. What was your boom? What was your uh, what was your average for the? I don't know. Maybe you say your first walk is twenty five minutes. Oh, what was my average for that twenty five minutes? Oh, one thirty two. Okay. Well, the next time you go out, you're going to try to do your twenty five minutes and maybe get to I don't know one forty. Right. Yeah. But but you're out walking and it's beautiful and you're sucking in fresh air. You're not on a fan bike. You're not on a machine. You're outside. You're also your vision is open. We all spend too much time indoors and staring at computer screens. You need to go outside and let your vision open up. Yeah. 
I like it. You're exactly right. And you know, even if I just do uh, two, three days a week, that'd be that'd be a lot more. I, I, think, I think I think what you'll find is that you put on some good rock and music. I think what you're going to find is you're going to love it, and you're going to want to do it. And that's the key. Is like, oh man, I personally, I get sad when it gets cold here because I can't go out to the farm and do my outdoor cardio. Yeah. yeah. Right. And I, gets, mi it, I miss it that bad. Right. And it's like, yeah. I, I, I so look forward to that. And I would do that at dawn and I am never anybody there woods. And there's something about sucking in outdoor oxygenated air. It, it revitalizes your blood or something. I don't know what it is. It's different than living indoors all the time and breathing that recirculated air. And I think you'll find you'll be supercharged. Well, you know what? I, I do feel that, especially when it's colder and I've been working out outside three days a week. So Good for you, it's, it's just something fun. about that. Yeah. That real cold air. Breathing yeah. And you know what? You don't gas out as much either when you're breathing in cold air. It's, uh, it's more, well, it's more condensed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, mean, I love, I love doing exercise outside. I mean, I, chopping wood. It's a great, it's a great cardio thing. Yeah. You know, you uh, I've no. always looked at everything as a workout. Like I count reps when I chop wood and stuff. I'll be like, okay, mm -hmm. I got to break yeah. that, <laughs> break that in ten <clears throat> things. You listen I, to metal. You listen to metal while you're chopping wood out there. Got it. I don't have any any music, <laughs> nothing, man. Just the birds and the bees and, and <laughs> the birds and the bees, huh? Yeah. Well, I tell yeah. you what. I tell you what. My, geese. My, my neighbors have been freaked out for the last twenty three years that we've been here because every time I mow the grass, it's a cardio event. You're busting out. <laughs> Do you have oh man, a push mower, of course. Yeah, I, I got a push mower that weighs about a hundred pounds. You do right. it backwards with, and with, with, yeah, yeah. And with, well, I do it fast, is where I do it. Wait, but a push I, mower I, with an engine or just a yeah, it's an engine. No, it's got an engine, but it's like a five horsepower, weighs a hundred pounds. It's like it's like uh, pushing the sled. Right. Well, why don't you get one of the old time no, ones that I have no engine? Have, I, no, no, brother. Trust me, you, you, you're two weights on. You, your two hundred and ninety pound butt would be on the floor if you pushed it as fast as I pushed it. The way that I pushed you, it. you got to film that. You got to film that. I'll put it on your next article. All right. Cardio, the Marty. Practical yeah. cardio. Yeah. Paul Anderson cardio. In between sets of that, Mo I do uh, deadlifts. Mow and get lean. Mow and get lean at the same. Wait, time. what do you mean you do deadlifts? We do yard work. I do yard work right. in, in between lifting. Like I'll set up the bench press yeah. at a static weight. I don't know, whatever, two, well, in the old days, yeah, yeah. You know, whatever, 250. And yeah. then in between my yard work, yeah. which might last three hours, I'd get in, I don't know, 10 or 15 sets of so benches or whatever, but just one lift. And I do, yeah. it could be right. Oh, Stacy wants me to rake this week's this week so in between raking, raking. i'll do uh whatever what deadlift yeah so i have the bar set to whatever 350 and just you just walk in there and you rep it out and then you go yeah. back doing your whatever and then a little while later you come back in and you rep it out again and you go back to you know okay now i've got to put the leaves in the bag and take them out front <laughs> my uh my buddy larry who we worked at pen together he was the fiscal guy was this larry the bootlegger no that's steve He's the, pre he's the whiskey preacher. Um, <laughs> so Larry was always like, you know, he works crazy hours during the week because he's in finance. And then he'd go home and his thing that he loved to do more than anything else is work in the yard and work on his cars. 
And so basically he would tell, I would say, man, but you got to lift, man. You're all bent over and your posture sucks and, you know, all this shit That's and good. stuff. That's good. And so uh, he goes, well, I don't have time. And I said, here's what we're going to do. We're going to put 135 on the bar. And <laughs> yeah. every time you go in the garage, yeah. Yeah. you're going to have to do a set of five. Yeah. Right? Nobody's going to say they don't have five seconds. You got five <laughs> seconds. Just do a set of five. Do a set of five. Okay. And he, he loved it. He yeah. loved it. He, and pretty soon you've done 10 sets of five. Yeah. And, and then it's like, okay, now put on 155. Yeah, now that's for next week. Yeah, so that's all. Yeah, yeah. I have, I have a, I have all my dumbbells on my deck. Yeah, I love that. So I can do that. I can, and I have. I'm not doing it lately, but I, there was a time period where I pull out the, the, the fifties, right, and I just set them there. So every time I came by on the deck, I had to stop and I had to pick the fifties up and rep them out. Yeah. And then I, then I could continue on with whatever I was doing. Oh, now I got to come back the other way. Oh God, I got to do it again. I got to stop. Got to do it. You know, around the house. <laughs> we have a pull-up bar that between our dining room and our kitchen. Yeah, I like that. So I'll do the thing where every time I go through, I got to do something on the bar, right? Yeah, I think, that's great. <laughs> I think that's great, especially with exercises like dips, push-ups, pull-ups, stuff like that. You can do that anywhere, man. And you're like, okay, you just make little little games with yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I wish I had. I wish I had a dip bar. That's the thing I miss. I was never good at pull-ups or chins. That wasn't my thing. Yeah, me neither. When, they, when they started doing pull-ups and chins, I'd go, let's do some deadlifts. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> kids. Great. I mean, dips are... May, yeah. may I ask yeah. a question here? Yeah, man. Grab I think uh, the one of the last things we wanted to talk about in, in terms of longevity is the psychological oh, good part point. of it. Good point. Right. So why don't you talk about, uh, you know, mental recalibration, brain train, how, how important is all this, you know, as we're getting older, as we're trying to stay in shape, as we're trying to remain the best versions of ourselves? Well, if you put it all into place, like, let's say, let's, um, let's construct the perfect day. So if you're an oldster, on the perfect day, you get up. I don't know. I guess what's the first thing you do, Jim? Have coffee and make a whey shake. Have coffee, let the dog out. Oh, oh, for everybody? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be good. So make a whey shake, 30 grams of protein, plus no carbs. Uh, so then you you uh, you put on your gear, you put on your Walkman, you put on your heart rate monitor, and you take a walk outside in your beautiful neighborhood, and you crank it. And you walk you know what 15 minutes one direction turn around walk back to the house if you need to take a shower you take it later on in the day you need to do some sort of resistance training if that's the day for it you don't re resistance train every day what three days a week maybe uh so that happens but what, what goes on is that number one with the cardio there's a mental stimulation factor particularly if you do it outside again this opening of the sight, this pulling into the air, that you're, you're, you're raising the core body temperature, you're elevating the heart, you're the lifting. Now, when the lifting occurs, because you're, again, you're pushing up against the limit of your capacities, then you get the hormonal release, right? You get the endorphins, the serotonin, the, what else? neoephrine uh all the you know, you, yeah. yeah all that all that great stuff all this is beneficial plus it also requires that you be mentally engaged you can't do cardio you can't lift if you're spaced out or if you're multitasking right 
this helps mental clarity. Especially with all the distractions. These oh, yeah, and what you don't want to do is be uh, fuzzed out. You, you need to be concentrated doing something, right? And and that's what I tried. And Jim and I talked about this the other day. We were talking about well, my my time is my own. So my my strategy is as I the perfect day for me is as I roll from one creative immersive task to the next. Yeah. So when, when I wake up, I do my creative writing for three hours, immersive, you know, uh, then I do my, I go out, I do my cardio again, immersive. Then I come home. Um, I don't know. I'll jump into something around here. Uh, at some point I'm going to weight train again immersive i play music so i'll do that for an hour um you know again just spinning oh i love to cook but cooking for me is like very concentrated right. it's it's not i'm not like watching tv while i'm doing it. it's like right. no yeah. i'm serious about it um it could be anything you could be a model ship builder you, you know you could be any task that you lose yourself in yeah i like what you say about the piano you'll play the piano without any rhyme or reason you know like you'll yeah you'll play, but it's not like, oh, I have to. No, I don't, I don't, I don't want that because I use my, my piano playing as my antidote to my writing. My writing has to be like architecture. Yeah. I'm building a brick wall with my writing. So if I play piano, I want to be innovative and creative and spontaneous. I don't want to read music. Right. If I read, that's more architecture. Right. I want the opposite. I want something to unspin my brain. Training does that for me. Training knocks the conscious mind stupid. You just, you're bang, it bitch slaps as it quiet, which is fantastic. Yeah. And you get into that great mental state, which is really a meditative state. So, you know, intense that, and that's can only happen as a result of intense training. You don't get that from submaximal training. Yeah. Cause you, you, you can't think of anything else. You've got that bar on your back. You know? It's the, the, the task is not severe enough to unleash the hormonal tsunami. Right. 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 It's gotta, and if you're thinking of something else, if you're thinking about mowing the grass or going out with your girlfriend and why no. you got, uh, you know, hundreds of pounds underneath the, <laughs> you know, no, you're going to, you're going to end up hurting yourself. So you really got to dial in the, in the, uh, the, the thinking and, uh, and the concentration. Well, you'll have that. a lot, you'll have a lousy sub maximal performance. Yeah. yeah. An, un, an unconcentrated mind can't accomplish anything. We, you, we have to, in order to progress, we have to have this melding of mind and body because we're trying to do something past our capacity. That doesn't happen casually. No. There's a can I can I read something uh, along the lines of this uh, that came out of one of your your articles, and the article on our website is called "Pure Meditational Awareness and Deep Athletics," and what you say is um, it is my contention that intense physical effort, the kind of effort generated during a limit exceeding hardcore weight training session offers an entryway, a backdoor into higher realms of consciousness. Athletes have been inadvertently um, 
consistently and unknowingly been accessing and experiencing yeah. higher states of meditational consciousness. And, uh, and I say this as someone who has been a formal meditator since 1970, as someone who has studied Hinduism, Taoism, uh, Zen, okay, uh, all, all the Eastern religions, Krishnamurti, uh, you know, I've immersed myself in that. I, I don't say this as, as somebody who doesn't, hasn't been there. And it was like when I finally got to a point where I was able to, you know, routinely achieve the mindless state through formal meditations as Zen, then it was I realized, oh, I'm doing this anyway. I've already been here. <laughs> it was yeah. great. It was great. Except I tell you, the exercise induced was better. Wow. Because of the there's a richness to the to the hormones. You don't get the same the same degree or flavor of hormones as you do right. with super intense exercise. So is that uh, your meditation now? Yes. Great. Yes, I play with I play with the I have these electronic glasses. Yeah, they're great. I love them. But I mean, it's a you know five hundred dollar toy that that someone gave me, and it's like yeah, these are great. I mean, I can put myself. What's it do? Well, it, it flashes and has crazy sounds, and it, and you just sit in your your formal yeah. Zen posture, and it just gets you there faster. It's like looking. At, it's like going to the carnival. Okay. The mental carnival. So I enjoy that. But no, the uh, meditation, I don't sit in formal design anymore because I do it in my exercise. Oh, we lost him. There he goes. See if he calls back. <laughs> He's probably still talking. But, you know, <clears throat> I... He's got uh, he's got all kinds of again. You know what? Like I was saying, like he's doing with the lawn. We got to film some of this stuff because he's using all kinds of weird gadgets and things over there. Yeah, we need to get um, all of it out of him, man. We got to find out all this stuff. The thing that he's talking about is called a something one hundred, and he's done uh, articles on all this stuff. Uh, and it's like it's like he said he hooks up to it. It's got uh, glasses, and I think it's got headphones, and it makes all these. Uh, like it's got all these weird um, um, flashing, like you have these glasses on you and, and all this stuff is flashing these bright colors and do you keep your yeah, and yeah. yeah. And in different sequences. And I think, actually, I think your eyes are closed and it goes, it's so bright. It goes through your eyelids or something. And I then it's all, back. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's all choreographed. It all it all goes along with weird kind of music that goes with this stuff, and yeah. he'll do that for I don't know half hour or something. I don't know what he said. Yeah. But uh, I mean, I just love the fact that he that he espouses the benefits of the post workout glow versus meditation. Because I'll be honest with you, man, I've never been into the meditation. I, you know, I would sit there and I'd be like, "All right, I don't. What am I doing now?" <laughs> you know. I'm gonna go lift or something, and and when we um, talked about that um, years ago, he sort of back. Mission. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. I was just complimenting you on the fact that, you know, I used to sit and I'd read a book on meditation or something, and I'd be like, all right, I'm gonna start meditating, man. And I'd sit there and I'd be like, man, what am I doing? And then you know, when, when you started talking about the the afterglow, I was like, yeah, I don't need to sit there. Yeah, I got permission to do this now. 
If, if, I, if I just sit there, I'm going, oh, man, I'm starting to get hungry. I got stuff to that's do. That's your monkey mind, JP. It's your monkey mind. <laughs> yeah, that's, exact, that's exactly right. And and uh, if the training is, is intense enough, it slaps the monkey mind shut. I mean, it yeah, just right. slaps it stupid. And it's quiet. And you it's into the quietude. Yeah, and it's into the quietude that the only when the conscious mind falls silent can you perceive reality, nice. right? Because if you're talking to yourself, you've got a film obscuring reality. So you just sit there and you glow. So the, now the, the challenge becomes, how do I extend that state? Yeah. I can put myself into it. I can put myself into it walking the farm. I can put myself into it hard training. So now it's like, now I'm trying to nurture it extend it because i find i think i'm my best when i'm in it yeah oh yeah man well so, you. so marty what's the main benefit for you as a 70 year old guy to really you know condition your mind that way is it you does it really help you keep you fresh for your writing keep you fresh throughout the day keep you feeling younger i mean what's the biggest advantage for you well i don't think about it you don't think about what it's doing for you? No, I don't think about that I'm 70 years old. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't occur to me. I just, I feel, I, I don't know, it doesn't matter. I'm, well, not, that was good, I'm not impaired. That was a, yeah, you and I talked about this yesterday. And the th thing that you said that kind of struck me is you don't think about it. Because if we do, if we obsess on it, yeah. then we really start to feel our age or feel older than we really are or um so that's become self-fulfilling right so yeah you just don't think about it yeah but i think it is important uh along with that point is to stay sharp and to you know to, oh i'm working on my weak points Jimmy. right man i've got some weak points i got on that fan bike and i said you suck <laughs> well i thought i had it down because i was running good i was sprinting good i said oh man you're gonna rip this fan no 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 it's yeah. a different it's a different whole different game. Yeah. Especially when you start riding that thing backwards. Mm. Again, video camera. <laughs> you got one, JP. You you should, yeah, try it. Try going. You don't think backwards. backwards, JP. It'd like be that big bear that had his used to ride yeah. the unicycles, you know. Yeah, by yeah, the, by the, the way, in the in the Moscow circus. By the thing. way, if Steve I can interject it. here, Marty is not talking about sitting on the bike backwards. Uh, no, for those, no of you, for those of you that have that visual <laughs> in your head right now, than <laughs> that, <laughs> uh, however, I wouldn't this, put it past him. This, this is wrong. Maybe I don't think one person in the audience thought that we were going to sit on the bike. I guarantee at least one guy did. <laughs> at least one. I don't know. <laughs> I am. Wait, I am arms. rendered. I'm rendered yeah. speechless. It has arms on it, right? Yeah. Well, how are you yeah, going to do yeah. it backwards, JP? Reach behind you? That's what I'm saying. That one guy was thinking that, so I had to set him straight. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right, where are we? Stacy could do it. She's got super well. She was a gymnast or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's got that. She could do that. Oh, and Marty, you've got that whole uh, protocol built. You know, you've got that whole uh, fan bike workout that you yeah, published. Yeah. You published and 
it's a long one. I mean, you've got all kinds of things going. Pedal forward, pedal backwards, pedal. You, you, know what I'm, you know what I'm basically doing now? It's like you just start off with both your arms and your legs going forward. And then at that point, just wear out your legs going backwards, wear out your legs going forwards, and then arms going forward. Dorian undergrip, right? And then you, you know, back and forth between arms resting, legs resting, arms resting, legs resting, and then fill up the duration of the session. Here's my theory on that. This thing kicks your ass so bad if you do it right. You don't yeah. need to do anything else but do it how it was built for. Uh, you mean other cardio? No, I'm talking about the fan bike. I don't know no. if you need all those other, I mean, you can try them, but if, if you're using that fan bike the way you should, yeah. I don't know if you need to do it like one arm and backwards. And, oh, and do that. oh, well, you do need to go backwards, son. Trust me on that. You don't need to necessarily do the one arm stuff, but you certainly need to go backwards. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I can hear it in your voice. Oh, yeah. You're like, you're like, you're like Kirk. You're like Kirk standing outside with the cigarette going, yeah. oh, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Because back when I was doing that, you know, I was doing the, um, I was doing the interval training and you go all out for what, 20 seconds, take two minutes rest. And I'm like, I'm so gassed out. I can't think about going backwards or just, just all you, arms you, you, or whatever. You see, you're jumping in. It's like jumping in the deep end of the pool and not knowing how to swim. You really got to ease into the whole thing. I did ease into it. No, I'm talking about later as I got going. That's just that. I, I don't do that 20 second stuff. That's ridiculous. That's way too long a burst. Uh, I don't know. I I had there's a lot of people that yeah, like. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm I'm telling you that it's 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 right in the middle of nowhere. You're neither short nor you're long. You're stuck in you, the no. You know what I liked about intermediate. Okay, let me just say one thing about this though. What I liked about the interval training like that is yes, you burst for 20 seconds, and then you rest for two minutes. The thing I don't like about cardio is just sitting there watching the, the clock, you know, go ever so slowly. You're like, damn, am I done oh. yet? With this, with, with the uh, interval training, you want that rest time to last forever because you're so gassed and the time goes by so quick. So it has a, a, a different kind of uh, mental outcome, I think, uh, while, you're, while you're performing this cardio training. Well, that's, yeah. one, that's one of the things I, I really liked about it because I'm not well, good, really sitting on a on a recumbent bike for 30 minutes a day. That would drive me crazy. Um, <laughs> JP, you should try shadow boxing, man. Oh, I'll yeah. send you uh, I'll send you a sample of the, the, the workout I do. You would love okay. it. Okay. Can yeah, you jump rope? Me. Can you jump rope? I, who? I could I could jump rope. I don't know how you long for. I mean, that's Dude, that's a good one. I hate jumping rope i know uh, that's why you should do it that's why you should do it well that's because you, you don't sing it, the little songs it. while you're jumping rope jim you gotta that's you gotta make that, it fun that's because we are <laughs> we are like atlas you know the story between atlas and hercules their fight okay. as, as long as atlas had both his feet planted firmly in the ground he was unbeatable he was not even hercules could beat him he was stronger than hercules do you know how hercules beat him hmm. Lifted him up off the ground and, and jump rope. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. He pulled no, them up off the like ground. Him, That's the way we are. We we like stand on the ground and we're unbeatable. But you know, the people who get up in the air, get up in the air, get up. Well, in I the never air. understood the whole. You start every Muay Thai class off with 15 minutes of jump rope. I was, at, you know, after a while, I was like, "Hey, man, I got to take a piss." And I, you know, I was like, <laughs> yeah. "So now I got to do pad work. Why don't we do that after? Why don't we do that after? Why don't we save save I, our, our 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 energy for the pads and for the sparring, then do that?" I, after. I suspect, knowing their culture, that it weeded out the insincere. Yeah, and they all weigh 110. Uh, well, if you're not really serious, you're not going to put up with the 15 minutes first. Well, I did it, but it was, uh, you know, the, the coach in me is questioning everything, you know. <laughs> Why did, where's his lesson plan? Oh, yeah, it's ridiculous. It's like, remember back in the old days, they'd have you stretch on cold muscles? Oh, I know. Man. Yeah. Well, they're still oh, yeah. doing that stuff, Marty. Just still oh, no. And then they'd have somebody lean in your back to help you stretch your cold muscle. Oh, yeah. My, they used to do that yeah. with my daughters at cheer. You know, they'd get on the ground. They'd, they'd put their feet out wide. And yep. the coach would get behind them and push their heads, like, down to the ground. I'm like, yeah. oh, my God. What are yeah, you doing to my good. kid? Yeah. Anyway, all right. So we, uh, the, I think the, I think there's also some benefit to this MCT stuff. You hear multiple uh, medium chain triglycerides. Uh, I've experimented with them. I think that there's a difference because I'm, I'm a intermittent fasting guy, so I don't take my first meal of the day till three o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, so you're uh, getting the energy in your brain from the MCTs. Uh, coffee. Uh, I'm a big coffee guy, strong coffee guy, and um, MCTs. You put it in the coffee? Uh, no, I take it separate. I, I'm a, I can, uh, yeah. Cod liver. I, used e to cod either liver. way. Yeah, exactly. To tell you the truth, and I just go. How many tables? How many tablespoons of, of uh, MCTs? I try to get in 300 calories worth. So, so that's I think what's three. Tea? I think three tablespoons. Okay. You do that all at once or through the day? Uh, it depends. I can do it all at once. I'm all right with it. Well, right. now, too, past, you're, you get a stomach thing with MCTs. Yeah. It gives you cramps, right? Oh, you no, get that cramp like, that. An hour, yeah. like an hour uh, later. I used to get this weird cramp in my stomach about an hour later. No. Yes, yes, yes. Cramp. Cramp, you said. Cramp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. That's exactly what you get. Um, but your I body try to limit it to two. I can, I can tolerate two tablespoons and have no... Or have minor issue, but you, but you started out, but you one. started out with one, right? right. You have to right. start out right. very right. slowly, right. On right? Right, and you can do one three times a day, right? You can put it on food. Most people just sprinkle it on top of food, like yeah. oh, you know, it's like just you know, you have whatever you have. Uh, I probably recommend. I probably recommend you start with one a day. And do that for because yeah. I think that's how Perillo suggests to do it because you're well, gonna be yeah, or whatever. What, well, I'm, yeah, I'm not, that's fine. I'm not. I'm not an MC. I'm not pushing MCTs on anybody. I'm just saying that I've found that they seem to. Well, I can tell you, uh, I have more mental alertness after I right. take them because I'm fuzzy when I take them. What usually prompts me to take something? I go, man, I am fuzzed out. <laughs> right. Well, you know, I do so many writing i mean you know so much so much oh, yeah. that my brain and uh, take some mtt and go oh okay now i feel yeah, over right. and it depends on your right. diet too when you're on a strict diet that's going to help you even more yeah because you're part. really you're really hurting if if i don't eat till three between one and three i'm pretty useless 
you know, thinking about it, when I was using those when I was dieting, I was probably taking in like six to eight tablespoons a day. Yeah, I put probably. it on every meal mm -hmm. and I put it in my coffee too. Yep, yep, yep. And, and you were in the bathroom how many hours a now, day? You know what's funny, <laughs> JP? Your body adjusts to it after a while. If you just tie it, it up, is that how you say it? Uh, you just go up a little bit each time. Yeah, he didn't right. start out. He didn't start out with eight. No, no, that would have been. No, no. Yeah. Well, he'd know it if he did. You're supposed to, yeah. The way Perillo explained explained it, you're supposed to go up like uh, every three days or something. Give your body that three days to get used Never. to it, then go up a little. Man, you know, up a table. Well, I, 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 yeah, I, yeah, yeah. If I double that. <laughs> but but Jim, you were taking that back when you were uh, bodybuilding, and you were your diet was real, real. Um, you know, limited and strict yeah. and I definitely carbs and yeah, that was the one contest I took it for on all my other shows at about from five weeks out in, I literally would just sit, sit in one place, sleep. Uh, well, yeah. obviously I'd go to work and be a zombie uh, and lift and do cardio and no, no, I mean, I would try to read, but it wasn't very, I mean, I would get an easy fun book that seriously. And then I wasn't doing any writing those last five weeks and I didn't want to have to concentrate. When I started taking the MCTs, I was writing every day and I was reading and I was I actually could have conversation. Now, it didn't mean I wasn't irritable, but mm. I could have conversations and, and my brain felt like it was, you know, snapping on the right. And he's and he's losing body fat hand over fist. Yeah, that's why he's doing it. Now, let me just get a word in here, JP, because yeah. this is important. That's why he's doing it. He's he's over that five weeks he's dropping his body fat percent probably one percent a week right Jim something like that yeah and the thing about MCTs are is that they go to the head of the digestion line so it's like I don't know jet fuel or or alcohol if if you drink alcohol it no matter what you have in the body the booze or the MCTs get preferential digestion. So with MCTs, the strategy is that they really can't be stored as body fat, right? And I think Jim is living proof of that. You would think, oh, he's because you're taking pure fat. Right. It's yeah. fat. You're taking fat. And it's like, why would a guy who's losing body fat take supplemental body fat? Yeah. It, it's mm -hmm. like, sounds crazy. Oh, and he's taking eight tablespoons a day? Yeah. That seems counterintuitive, right? No, well, it's because the MCTs, it's like throwing gasoline on a fire. It's like, poof, it's gone. Right. You've, got, you've got the benefit of those calories, but there's no fat accumulation. Your liver incinerates it, right? Yeah, it burns it up right? for fuel. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what these guys are doing. And that and and some cognitive effect. And if you go online, you can research, you know, go Google up the MCTs and the and the cognitive having good good results with Alzheimer's patients. Yeah, really? That's great. With yeah, MCTs. I told, you, I told you a couple of years ago about that, Marty. I was like, man, I've only changed one thing, and that's an MCT, and I can actually do stuff. Your men your mentally, you feel it. Yeah. And, and yeah, I feel it too. It, now we are feeling it with hard, yeah, we're not eating anything. Uh, if I take my last food in at whatever, seven o'clock at night until seven, uh, you know, I'm going like 14 hours more than that, I guess, without any, any food. So when, if you're taking MCTs in during that time period, man, you feel it. It's like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> 
Have you have you tried any MCTs, JP? I have. You know what? I remember Perillo sending us uh, cap try yeah. uh, to lose office back in 1991. Whoa! And I took it. I. You know, he gave me Lou gave me a bottle. I took it home. Uh, I do like it, and you know, uh, Perillo's got this good butter flavored stuff now too, um, that actually tastes real good. It tastes just like butter. But uh, there is so much scientific information out there, there? on on yeah on on how it helps uh, you know prevent dementia and all the, these things. And you know, Jim, you were using it for mental clarity and energy and all that. So it's got a lot of good uses. Now it's derived from uh, coconut oil. Is that right? Coconut, yeah. yeah. Now some people are just taking coconut oil. Oh yeah, I think There's that's all, all kinds. What's the bullet coffee stuff? I think that's, the, that's yeah, I take, I take the brain octane, mm -hmm. and that's now what, that's butter, right? In, no, in no, no. Oil? It's just a, no. It's MCT, but it's some kind of MCT added with something. But it's just uh -huh. the MCT. Mixing that with caffeine, man. Oh yeah. That's good stuff. I put that in the coffee. I just don't do the butter, but. Have you uh, done any of that, JP? The bulletproof coffee? Yeah. Not officially. I've actually put some really good, uh, what was it, like Irish butter in my coffee before. Whiskey's you know, really good in coffee. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people nah, do that. But, you, about that. you know, you think, you think butter in coffee, but you know what? Try it. It's actually kind of good. And you get those really good. Well, fats. I think, I think that you, that fat's, might end up making you 291. Yeah, I'd rather spend my hours <laughs> somewhere else, to be honest with you. You know, I'd put a stick above. I mean, I, I, I get the idea. I mean, it, it wasn't a stick, Jim. Jim. You Jim just, it wasn't a, a stick. Well, you put a bunch of butter in there, you're not going to be hungry for a low. But isn't it interesting that you can use the MCTs as either a weight gain, because if you're looking to put on lean mass, yeah. Man, what better way to get calories in than taking a bunch of MCTs in addition to everything else you're firing down? I, I mean, and but you can use the same substance as a weight loss for yeah. fat reducing. It's it's crazy that you could use a, a fat as as an effective supplement for either mass building, which you would figure, but also for body fat percentile improvement which you would say well, that doesn't make no sense yeah you guys have fired me up on this i got a bottle in there that's brand new that uh you know i brought over here in the move so it's it's untouched i'm gonna start just taking a tablespoon a day and just see i'm not gonna go above that i don't think because i start getting those weird cramps um but just one a day i'm gonna see what it does for me the, the, the cramps are like they once a month the cramps <laughs> no, just like just like Marty said, it's something weird about the MCT, but and I your body will adjust. I, I nobody doesn't adjust. Everybody, I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't get rid of this cramp that I was getting. This weird cramp that pinch I never. Your lip. You got to pinch your bottom lip when you get a cramp. Remember these. <laughs> so you've never got that, Jim, from taking this? No, uh, no. I mean, now I. You know what? The funny thing, you know. uh that's because you out. listen they, to so much metal music, it drives the cramps with, right out of you. They came out with keto salt, <laughs> which puts yeah. you in keto, even though you're eating carbs, right? So I was like, wow, I'm going to take some of them. Well, I didn't know you were supposed to like sip it, you know, so I took, <laughs> you know, the big, and I just did it like a shot. You know, I put it in my mouth and put water, swallowed it down. And about 10 minutes later, I'm out warming up women's across <laughs> on the field and I started sweating. 
And I oh, had, no. I, I was crossing my legs. I was like, oh no, I got to get out of here, man. <laughs> I, I finished warming them up, sprinted with my legs squeezed together downstairs. Oh, my okay, <laughs> all right. this is too much information. Okay, no, the, th the things that we have to do just to uh, God. get through our weird lives. Huh? Oh man, are we done? Because I want to tell about a show I've been watching. Yeah, yeah, go ahead and do that. I mean, longevity, we could go. Well, we've only talked well, also uh, part of the time. Uh, well, should you preview our guest? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. In the next week or two coming up, we've got uh, Jay Campbell coming on, who's um, it's going to be kind of the part two of our longevity discussion here. And he's uh, he's he's an authority on, um, you know, longevity in a. Uh, a hormonal sense, um, you know, he does a lot of work with um, testosterone optimization therapy and things like that. So look up Jay Campbell. Uh, he should be coming on in the next week or two. Then that's going to be very, very interesting because we've never really discussed that. And that is, a, you know, the hormone levels and, and things within our, our bodies are just such an important piece of the puzzle as far as longevity goes and all that. And that's something we don't talk much about. So it'll be interesting to have him come in and we'll uh, have that discussion. It'll be another nice long podcast, I'm sure, but he's got a lot of good information. Yeah. Excellent. Yes. Yep. All right. Jim, did you want to review something? Or well, something? you know, usually sometimes we do books, but I've been looking for something funny to watch. And you remember the King of Queens, right? That show King of Queens. Yeah, sure. You guys think that was funny? Yeah, it's not bad. Actually, I watch it once in a while. Okay, so he's got a new one on Prime Video, and it's Kevin Can Wait. Mm -hmm. It's 10 times funnier than King of Queens. It I don't think hilarious. I've seen that. Yeah. And what, it can be a little more risque than he could on network TV. What, is it, on, what is it on? On Prime, on Amazon Prime. Okay. Kevin, Kevin. Can Wait. Check it out, man. It's, okay. you know, I, I watch it before I go to bed at night. So it was freaking hilarious. Kevin Can Wait. <clears throat> we'll check that out. Uh, Anything talk. you want to talk about, Marty? Yeah, I got a new book. I got, um, I'm working my way through Harold Bloom, who is America's probably, yeah, probably the most foremost literary critic of the last 20 years. Maybe I would say him and Christopher Hitchens, but his book was uh, called uh, The American Canon. <clears throat> uh, his big book is called The Western Canon, which I read. 25 years ago, but the American canon is he just concentrates, he works his way through all the great American authors. Thinks highly of uh, your idol Hemingway. Good. Yeah, he really it's does. It's a short story, you know, and again, we agree on that. Hemingway was a great short story guy. Highland um, Faulkner, uh, a lot of poets. Um, Walt Whitman is huge in Walt Whitman, but, but Bloom was an interesting guy. He was, you know, he was a Camille Paglia's mentor. No kidding. Yeah. And he actually helped edit her first book, Sexual Persona. Uh -huh. And he just, um, he's difficult. He's a difficult read, but I mean, he just, he just knows his subject matter in her, inside and out. And, uh, I were after reading the Western canon, that's what I did. I kind of worked my way through. He, he like pointed out all the books. I was like, oh yeah, I should uh, really read some Ibsen. I'd never thought about him before. You, you know what I mean? So you would go to the used bookstore and pickups and I didn't have to sort through the whole Ibsen catalog. You know, he pointed me to just, you know, the best book and okay, let's get into that. And, you know, if you pick, 
if you got interested, uh, you know, he, he pointed me out in Faulkner where to start in the, uh, the Western Canon, which is great. Because if you start in the wrong place in Faulkner, you're just like, this is the worst writer that's ever been. <laughs> oh, maybe that's why I can't get, get going. Well, that's because you never start, uh, you know. I got the first page of the bear. You did not. Go ahead. No, you didn't. So anyway, that's what I'm doing. Uh, other than that, that's pretty much same as up here. How about you, JP? What's new with you? What's new with me is I'm working on uh, a lot of new products. Um, we're actually, you know, one of the biggest things we've been selling during this whole thing is uh, sanitizing wipes and all that. So we've got uh, a bunch of those things coming in. We've just um, got a, a a whole load of bumper plates and, and urethane dumbbells that came in. So we got a lot of good stuff. We're working on a bunch of different projects and things, just trying to get equipment in everybody's hands, which has been, been kind of tough this year with everything that's going on, but uh, we're doing it. So that's what I'm working on. And right. uh, for anybody that wants to uh, read some of Marty's uh, great works his, his great articles just check out uh, raw with marty gallagher on iron company you can go up to the top of the page where it says articles and podcasts click on there and uh he's got a, a weekly column on there so we're always updating that same with jim he's um you're a uh, you just sent me one yeah you're doing monthly articles for us so the one you just sent me was uh i haven't looked at it yet um well, you, have the, you have the author here. Yeah, I think it's yeah. Crab and Go, where these, these days people get too confused. They read, you know, we, we love to read and educate ourselves, but when you're a beginner, you sort of got to decide on a program and go with it. And the best program to go with is the simplest one, you know? And yeah. So it's espousing the benefits of, of, of just doing the basics and keeping it simple when you're, when you're confused or when you're just starting off. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to reading that. I haven't read it yet. You give it a report card at the end. Yeah. So that'll be up next week. We put yours up the uh, middle of the month. Yeah. So be on the lookout for that. Um, so we've got your articles coming up. And anybody that wants to go check out your website, go to Boss Barbell. That's B-A-S Barbell dot com yeah what do you got going on right there i'll put up a column in the next couple of days well you've been busy well no i haven't been doing anything <laughs> <laughs> no. all right and finally uh for anybody seeking online training right now and a lot of people are doing this a lot of uh, coaches that that never did this are doing it now um you know you can uh you can you can uh Reach out to uh, Marty and Jim. Marty's website is marty at ironcompany.com or jim at ironcompany.com. Now they're training people all over the world. They're doing online training. Nope. Um, you know, I think Jim, you're working with somebody, what, Australia, New Zealand? Yep. Uh, yeah, Australia. Yeah. Me too. So, I got Aussies. Yeah. You got, so anybody, you got anybody in Austria? I got somebody in Austria. Really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, my wife Stacy is forcing me to get more active in Facebook. And what's the other thing I have? Facebook, Instagram. Instagram. That's what is that? go ahead. Go ahead and give all your your addresses there. Marty Gallagher. 
<laughs> the Marty Gallagher, right. That's yeah. It. Now that's your Instagram. So I, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we're posting more stuff. I'm doing more. Uh, so are you actually writing it now? Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, a good portion oh. of it. A lot of, lot of food photos. I'm, I'm trying to get into food porn. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably not the best time, but go ahead. <laughs> well, I am dieting. <laughs> True. Go look, ahead. Up, look up my diet burger. All right. Oh, oh I saw that. I'm sure. I saw that. Looked good, didn't it, buddy? Yeah. Now, how many ounces would, would a burger oh, like huge. that be? That's a half pound. Half pound? It's like a mini meatloaf yes. topped with onions. <laughs> and, and as I put, the undisputed king of cheeses, Velveeta. Oh, my God. Velveeta. I haven't yeah. seen that since the 80s. I didn't know they still made it. I used to fish uh, with that. We all have our... <laughs> we all, we all yeah. have our guilty... We all have our guilty pleasures. Yeah. If, if you can fish with the food, it's probably not... It's probably. Not I guess it's better than cheese whiz, right? Or, or if... Oh, or if, great. If, the no, color, if, if the color of food doesn't appear in nature... Yeah. It's good. Don't eat it. Cheese whiz is, is what they put on the the, the Philly cheesesteaks, man. Yeah, yeah. well, I, I, I'm telling you, Velveeta to me is delicious, but you know, it's like a childhood thing. That's what we, that's what I was fed as a you right. know, as a baby um, yeah. almost. Yeah, so, yeah. To me, that Velveeta was Velveeta like, and cod liver oil breakfast of cheese. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. A lot the, of the secret, lot, the secret of longevity by Marty Gallagher, and a, and a lot of denty more beef stew out of the can. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. You know what, Marty? Back then, it probably didn't have all the crap in it, man. Yeah, it was delicious, man. I look forward yeah, to every, every, every can. I was like, not sharing, not sharing. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. I, I got to cut yeah. you guys off. All right. All right. All right. See you next week. All right. All right. See you. Talk all to right. you.